Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Royal Pizza. Pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector with you uh, for the horses and horse racing, Alberta. Reminder, horse racing live out at Century Mile this spring. Hey, Speck. Yeah. What are you going to do here? We got, we got, uh, so tonight's the last game for like the next 10 days. Yeah. So. I'm really going to miss coming here. Are you? No, I'm going to go skiing. Where are you going to go skiing? (laughs) I'm going to go ski Marmot, where they got a whole bunch of fresh snow and uh, have been up yet this year, Bob. So you're looking for, so you're going to be, and when are you leaving? Time in the mountains. Well, you, I'm looking forward to leaving on Thursday. You're looking forward Anything to Anything planned here in the next couple of days I need to know about? I would be absolutely the last person <laughs> to tell you if there was. Yeah. <laughs> you know what uh, I'm planning on doing? If these guys get in the way of my ski trip, Bob. Yeah? I'm going to be awfully upset. Uh, well, a couple of days in the mountains are good for your soul. You should join us. I'm pretty sure I'm uh, supposed to be doing every show over the next... Cause on location. Phone Brian Road up at Marmot. We'll set you up in a nice deck. You can look out over the mountain. Yeah. We'll pour you a cold beer. <laughs> be perfect. I think Bailey's and coffee might be Whatever, more appropriate. Even know. Brian Burke drinks Bailey's and coffee. Really? Yes. Wow. Discuss that with us last week. All right. <laughs> so spec. Uh, there you go. So you're you're going to be at Marmot. So that's yeah. what we'll be finding you. I'm sorry. That's that, be finding me. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So are you? How long are you going for? Like five uh, days? We've got days? a few days of skiing coming up. Friday, Saturday. I don't think the boys think they're skiing Sunday, but we'll be skiing Sunday because I'm driving. Yeah. So I'll be in charge of how long we stay. Oh, so this is a boys' trip? Just the boys. <laughs> yeah, just the boys in the mountains. Yeah. Fresh snow. No, I've seen high you. High temperature. Supposed to be like two degrees, I, three degrees. I've seen you skate. Oh. Uh, That's only a prelude to watching me. You ski must be a much better skier than a skater. <laughs> is that right? I, Actually, I, I didn't. I'm a pretty I, good skater, Bob. I, I didn't see you skate often because you're usually three or four strides behind me, as I recall. Oh, so, oh. oh, oh there you go. That's because I was goal sucking, but that's a whole yeah, other conversation. I played an offensive game, you know. <laughs> I offended all my teammates that I had. Uh, that's right. All righty. Uh, so, Mark, is yeah. there a scenario? You're the Edmonton Oilers. You're going to get a, a boost to your lineup coming back out of the all, all-star break slash bye week. You're going to get an Oscar Clefbaum back. Is there a scenario? I, I think we assume at some point maybe Cam Talbot ends up in play for people asking about potential cap space. Yeah, sure. Is there a scenario in which you would contemplate moving a number one, first-round draft choice? Nope. Uh, I have this feeling about a— For, a, uh, for some help. And it, for I'm nothing. not saying necessarily a rental. So even if you got a guy with term, oh, like you know, if if I could trade a first round pick and get Matthew Kachuk, 
of course I would trade my first-round pick, Bob, yeah. because that's who we all hope a first-round pick is going to turn into. Right. But that deal, it doesn't exist. Right. The only guy, the only young player with term getting traded to you for your first is a player that, for some reason, the team that drafted him is regretful in some way, shape, or form, and they want a do-over. Mm-hmm. So you're getting a guy that's some, something not right with. So I don't want that guy. Here's my feeling on a top on a first round pick, especially today, Bob, because they've been become more valuable, right? Yes. Today's first round picks way more valuable than five years ago, than ten years ago. Okay. Way more valuable. I only trade that pick if I can say I'm going to win a Stanley Cup, and every time that pick skates down the ice for some other team, right, and looks like a fabulous player, I can look down on my Stanley Cup ring, the way. The Calgary Flames looked at Brett Hull for all those years, right? The way the Dallas Stars looked at Jerome McGinley for all those years. Yeah. I need to look at my Stanley Cup ring and say, yeah, I traded a first-round pick, but I got a Stanley Cup ring. Let's say uh, 2006 with Rolison. Trade a first-round pick for Rolison. I mean, no one thought they'd get to a cup, but they did. And they signed him. And it's justified. Absolutely And they justified. signed him to an extension and got themselves the number one goaltender but, because... That was the issue during exactly. the 05. The metrics, other than their spe- like their, their even strength yeah, metrics, in 03-04 and 05-06, those were pretty good teams. They yeah. just didn't have great power plays and didn't have great goaltending. Right. But they had they were pretty good teams. But this team does not meet any of those criteria for so me. There's so there's no way. They're, they're, I cannot give you the scenario under would which. Would you? Okay, now they've already trade traded their third-round pick, by the way. Now they had a couple, so whatever. Would you trade a second-round pick for a guy like Nyquist? Well, now we're talking about a second-round pick. It's a whole new ballgame. Okay. You know, what are the what are the uh, guys have done the metrics on that? I think it's like 22% or something. For a second-round pick. Yeah, and then yeah. it drops down. Right. Yeah. So, sure. You know, if you could, particularly if I could get a little term out of a guy, they clearly need some scoring up front. If I could find a guy that could score for me this year and next year, yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Now, Nyquist, is all, he's, in, he's a UFA. Yeah, so, yeah. This team isn't good enough to go hunting UFAs for high the, the, picks. The, I, I, Third round pick for Nyquist, okay. Not okay. a second. This team definitely needs another top six forward. We all know that. For and sure. part of the challenge is that Lucic no longer produces like no, a top six. He was six. supposed to be one. But of how about this, Mark, for a stat? In the month of January, Milan yeah. Lucic has scored double the amount of goals as Austin Matthews and... Patrick Line combined. They each have one. He has four. <laughs> well, that's a you can make numbers, but, but it, it is interesting with Toronto because they're nine, nine, and two in their last twenty. And I think Matt hit him a laze here. Yeah, and Matthews got one goal in like thirteen games, I think. I mean, they and they have a deep offensive team. Oh, for sure. Like they're they're in a tough stretch, and they're nine, nine, and two. Yeah. And the Oilers obviously are in a tough stretch, and they've won. No, not as good. Five of their last 17. Toronto's a good team, and they're going through a rough patch yeah. here. And they're not, you know, like they're – we get pushed so quickly to the time when we expect the Stanley Cup. Like people say, you got to win a cup in McDavid's entry level. Well, you're telling me you got three years to put a cup winning together. Okay. You know, now we look at Toronto and go, hey, all those contracts are coming. You better win. Like it takes time to, to build a winner, but you don't get time. You know, Toronto's do, in that boat. Do we know that – how long did it take Ovechkin, by the way, to win? Yeah, well, there you go. A long time. Do you get a little, ever tired of the Toronto-based media personalities? <laughs> One was with your network. Uh, he actually took that tweet down. Uh, Bruce Arthur was chirping. Uh, who does he write for now? Toronto Star? I don't yep. know. Yeah, okay. Uh, just the comments about McDavid. 
Because, I mean, I look at what's going on in Toronto, and I, I think Toronto is, like, I think Kyle Dubas is really sharp. But Toronto, theoretically, could be in position where they could be rated for an offer sheet. Okay. They, they what's could, that got to do with McDavid? Well, they're all, you know, hey, you guys don't get your you-know-what out of your... The guy, if McDavid... They're saying that they're, that Edmonton is wasting McDavid. That's what they're saying. No, what they're saying is McDavid's going to ask to leave. There's a difference. Well, that, if that's what they're saying, whatever. McDavid signed here for seven more seasons. What did you think of how he handled things yesterday? Well, it's good. He's handled everything well. And don't think he's not going away to uh, away from the rink and away from his teammates and having people say, man, what's going on? Like, R- Absolutely. He's hearing it all, and he's thinking it all. He's a smart hockey guy. He knows yep. what's going on. Yeah. You know, he knows what's going on. And, yeah, he's not ha- I'm sure he's not happy. He'd never tell us that. I'd be surprised if he was happy. They're not winning. Right. And they don't look like they're going to win soon. And right. that's the problem. Realistically. They got 32 games left after the All-Star break. Right in the wild card hunt here. They're three points out. If they yeah. win tonight, they're a point out. Sure, so they're right there. They're right there. Huh? Can they make the playoffs? Sure, absolutely. You know, it, it, there's another level coming now, right? Like when we talk, let's let's boil it down to players. You know, pull your RV, let's say, just he's a young guy. Real good in the preseason. Then the next level came, he was okay. Now the next level comes after about November 15th, and he's not been that good, frankly, and I think he's overmatched. Uh, well, don't worry, Bob, because there's a fresh level coming after the break. That's fair. Every guy comes back. Everyone's hunting for playoffs. Everyone's working on next year's contract. It's a whole new level. If you're struggling now, wait till you get back from the break a couple games in, you'll be really struggling. How about McDavid? He's on pace for 123-point season. Yeah. All the guys at the top of, like, the Art Ross numbers are... Are going to be... They're going to be way higher, which is great. Power plays are better around the league well, as whatever. well. Whatever. Give me, give me 15 guys getting 100 points instead of one or two. Yeah. That's what I want. Uh, Mark Spector joining us, star for Inspector. Did you watch any of the NFL on Sunday? I saw the, uh, yeah, I did. I didn't see much of the you know, Mark, New Orleans game, but I, I did see the important part, fourth quarter and overtime. Yeah, Mark, there are the protectors of the officials out there that say, the officials never affect the outcome of a game. Well, that one they did. Both. You know. Because the, the roughing the passer call on Brady was non-existent as well at a critical juncture in the game. Yeah, that's true. Right? Do you think they'll have... Uh, that wasn't as overt as the... I mean, literally, if he makes that P.I. call on it's the game over, it's game over. So yeah. that was a very unfortunate. You think they're going to have uh, uh, challenges for well, that in the future? I think that there's a certainly you could institute it. Is it in the CFL only in the last two minutes or is it the whole time? I'm so confused. Did they not use changes to be able every year? Used to be able to challenge everything. Then he could challenge nothing. Some. Yeah. I'll certainly say to you this: that they'll probably be looking at challenges in the last couple of minutes because that was a, the minute that thing came up in the scoreboard. Speaking of officiating, what did you think of the officiating in the game against Calgary? It was terrible. That's the worst officiating game I've seen all year. Two officials afraid to have any emotion in the game whatsoever. So they called every minor penalties. So they called everything. Yeah, it was barely a hit in the game. And then they missed, you know, McDavid getting. Oh, now missed. he did engage Garnet Hathaway before. Yeah, but Hathaway got away with. Okay, but they didn't miss like when Gio got him, Giordano got him. He got a four-minute ma- uh, minor yeah. penalty, which was exactly how you call that. It wasn't yeah. a game. Yeah, but, but that's an four- easy call. Okay, but I'm just saying they made the right call, yeah. David. Yeah, like, they're not going to catch everything, but I'll tell you, they, they, eighteen minor penalties in a game that wasn't particularly violent was an absolute travesty. Like they just took the fun out of the game. Calgary's better team. Calgary deserved to win. This isn't an Oilers-Calgary thing. Right. This is the fans came to see some emotion, and the refs made sure there wasn't any. By the way, the Oilers beat Calgary in the one game Giordano missed. He was suspended for that game. The Oilers won one nothing. Yeah. And uh, Edmonton did not. 
I'm circling back to Clefbaum here. Not an excuse, but a factor in some of the challenges that the teams had of late. How many they got thirty two they got thirty three including tonight. How many do the owners have to win to make well, the playoffs? Twenty one? Oh boy. They're at 23 wins, yeah, right? Half. I don't think it's going to take 96 or 97 points. I think realistically it might only be 91 or 92. Yeah, well, if half is 17, I'm, I'm saying to you, you better win 24. You better oh. win 23. 23 of the final 33 games. Ah, no, that's too many. That's going to give you 40. That'll give you your That'll 97. That'll get you in for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, they're probably in that 21 range. Okay, so I, I said, yeah. Would you say 21? 20, 21. Yeah, so. sure. Well, that's crappy radio. We kind of agree. <laughs> hey, you just have to be a better team, and, and it starts with the Oilers with keeping it out of their net. You want to? I think they'll score enough goals to win, but when you're chasing a game where the other team gets five, it doesn't matter. They're not scoring five. No one is every night. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. Is there a trade freeze over the break? If not, do you see any foreseeable moves made the next 10 days? There is not a trade. What there is is a preference not to do trades close to the trade or to the all-star game. Gary Bettman doesn't want moves being made that that take away from the attention. Take the spotlight uh, of, of the, the all-star game. Of the all-star game. So yes. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So you might make a trade on Saturday, but you won't announce it till Monday. Right. Kind of like maybe... Signing a guy like Koskinen and, and putting that through and then having a guy from Sportsnet report it because they've got access to uh, Central Registry. <laughs> Whoa. Bada-bing. Bob, the Oilers need 21 wins in the final 33 games to get to 92 points. Not going to happen. That one comes to us from Brad. Brad, you're entitled to your opinion. And now Brad's saying 91 points. Um <laughs> Uh, Craig says, I can remember when Yari Curry started the transition into a star player. It took a while, and I think that we're seeing flashes from Yessi. I hope he's capable of playing like that all the time. Got to be patient, but it's hard to do from Craig. Well, uh, they went to Wayne Gretzky, and they told Wayne Gretzky, you're playing with Curry. And, oh, by the way, guess how old Curry was when that occurred? 20? Or 21. Okay. I think he was 21. And Yessi's still only 20. I wouldn't bet against Yessi. Uh, yes, I just – and, Mark, I totally get that look on your face right now, which is saying, stop, come on, man, we're 100-plus games in on this player. And uh, he I, – I, I look at Jake Vertanen, and I think Pugliarvi has a higher ceiling than Jake Vertanen. And okay. Jake Vertanen was in the uh, NHL at 18, full year in Utica, nine goals as a 19-year-old. Last year, I think he had 10 goals in Vancouver. And at this point last year in Vancouver, people were like, is this guy a bust? Mm-hmm. And what about Sam Bennett? He was a fourth overall. Took a long time. Yeah, boy, he plays hard. Eh? Uh, now he's found his way. He's pl- playing the game that you drafted him to play, but it's a nice game nonetheless. Sam Bennett can play for your team all day long. Not every first round guy is a top line player, but as long as they play. All right, High Prairie, Alberta. Larry says, "Hey, Bob, I think we're all frustrated with where the team is at, but mostly at the frustration of the lack of intensity and effort." I, Smitty and Bucky, or as a friend of mine would go, Smitty. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I, I don't think it's necessarily a lack of intensity. I just don't. I, I, I look at forward slots, say, 5 through 12. You don't have any juice. Lack of talent. Lack of talent. And then when you get banged up on D, combined with the fact that you got lack a lack of, of talent, up, lack of depth becomes apparent. You can't score your way out of games that you're chasing. Yep. So that's part of it. Wow. 
Wow. We might as well just give up right now because we're agreeing <laughs> on way too much. Mark, other than uh, you want to plug uh, Marmot one more time? Yeah, I love going. <laughs> I want to plug Marmot. Anybody specifically? That, that What's the bartender's name that might be for, uh, serving him for free? Brian Road will be my bartender yeah. this weekend. At, at, uh, there's a guy with a job I've always wanted. He's been the, the communications guy at Marmot for like 25 years. Yeah. Lives in Jasper. Wakes up in the mountains every day. We got a guy up there. I bet she's getting rich doing it, too. Him and Doug McPhee. There's a guy named Doug up in Jasper as well that always put together those Oilers uh, development camps. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was like the mayor of Jasper. Okay. Do you know the name of the... uh, Step inside the dead dog for one this weekend. Well, do you know who who was almost a dead dog once uh, from Jasper, got in a fight? Uh, with Ben Wilson and uh, Stan Jonathan. Two bad decisions on his part. Big tough guy in the Western Hockey League playing for the Minnesota Tigers. He's out of Jasper? Out of Jasper, Alberta. Really? Who? John Hillworth. Never heard of him. That's why we do this show together. <laughs> hey, great stuff. Have a terrific time in Jasper. And Hey, Mark. Yeah. We'll see if anything happens over the next couple of days, okay? Okay, Bobby. Thanks I, for the hint. Our, well, there is no hint. I don't know. I got no idea. This is Oilers Now. We'll be back to wrap up the show after this. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 153 in Edmonton. Let's go to NHL today. It's brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear. Back in the studio, here's Brendan Escott. Thanks, Bob. It's a light night again in the league tonight. Just five games across the NHL, including the Senators hosting the Coyotes and the Flames welcoming the Carolina Hurricanes. A uh, small trade as well. The Minnesota Wild uh, making this one yesterday, acquiring Brad Hunt and a sixth-round draft pick from Vegas for a conditional fifth-rounder. Predators coach Peter Laviolette recorded his 600th career win last night, becoming the 20th coach in history and the seventh active coach to reach that milestone. Uh, Down south of the border, the Bakersfield Condors pushed their winning streak to five games last night, beating the San Jose Barracuda 6-5 in overtime. Again, Tyler Benson, Cooper Marodi each had two assists in that one as the points continue to rack up. Uh, Tomorrow, they play the Colorado Eagles at home. Oil Kings host Moose Jaw on Friday, Prince George on Sunday, and they lead the Central Division by one point over Red Deer right now. Uh, reminder, the CHL-NHL top prospect game goes down tomorrow in Red Deer at the NMAX Centrium. Kirby Doc, Matthew Robertson, the uh, local-ish names to keep an eye on. We will hear Bob from Sam Cosentino on tomorrow's show as well to help tee that up. Finally, the U of A Golden Bears hit the road this weekend to play the Regina Cougars. Stoffer over under 12 goals for those two games. Uh, let's go to uh, for the order or for the uh, Golden Bears on this. Uh, let's go to list the Oilers history for New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Book your winter vacation package with New West Travel. Receive free parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Go online at newwesttravel.com for all your vacation dreams. Uh, back on uh, January, what, what's the date today? Is it 20? 22nd. January 22nd, 1995. What happened? Ryan Smith makes his NHL debut with the Oilers in a 4-3 win against the Los Angeles Kings. Smith was taken six overall in the 94 entry draft, went on to play 1,270 NHL games, picking up 842 points and helping the Oilers reach the Stanley Cup Finals back in 2006. Now, Bob, correct me if I'm wrong. That was the lockout year, correct? Yes. Because there was... Only two games played, I believe, when he uh, when he fired it up there. Yeah, well, he scored twice that season, and there were some people concerned about him. And then in ninety, uh, that was ninety. Sorry, was that ninety four, ninety five, or ninety five, ninety six? Because it was ninety six, ninety seven. The year that he got the uh, thirty nine goals, or it was ninety? I've, now I've forgotten which year it was, but he scored thirty nine goals the next season, twenty on the power play, panned out all right. That wraps up the what day is it today? Tuesday edition of Orders Now. Uh, tomorrow, Craig Simpson, Sam Constantino. 
will be joining us on Oilers Now. At this time, off to a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodwan. And then coming up with the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News, who do we got guests hosting today? Kelsey Campbell. Kelsey Campbell's got it for you. So long, everybody. From Oilers Now, I'll rejoin you with Reed at 5.30 today. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.